Welcome to the Bruja Podcast, an original program designed to guide you to the ultimate truth. The power to manifest your best life lies within you. Hello everyone and happy post new moon. Happy Lunar New Year to those that celebrate it, to the cultures that celebrate that. I had intended to have this episode on the 23rd of January and my plans did not happen at all. The week before last, I got sick. Well, my partner got sick first. He got sick with the flu. And then my cycle came, and then after that, I got sick. And it had me knocked down in bed. And um, I don't think I've mentioned this, but I have asthma. So whenever I get sick with the colds or the flu, I have to really make sure that um, I take care of my body, especially my lungs, because I start to wheeze. And sometimes I've gotten asthma attacks and never had to go to the hospital. So. I was really making sure to take care of myself and I attempted actually to record the episode and I actually did but what happened was by the time I was going to edit it I had no energy at all so I just decided to make a post on Instagram and when I started to feel better to uh, record this episode so I'm actually re-recording the episode right now and then on top of being sick I had a depressive episode too, you know, it was just one thing after the other, you know, I've mentioned that on on this podcast, I'll be talking about, you know, some real stuff that I've gone through and um, tying it in with, you know, brujeria, but I suffer from depression or struggle with depression is what I like to say. I don't like to use the word suffer. I struggle with depression. I've struggled with it since I was a little kid, but Um, officially got my diagnosis at 15 so I was dealing with more seasonal depression it's winter here in New York City so it's cold Um, there's really no warmth from the sun Um, in the summertime I am my mood is a lot better so I was dealing with all three of those things my body was just like this is not gonna happen and I was trying to force myself and I was trying to push myself and it just it just wasn't happening so here we are post new moon i first want to talk about in this episode how to read your birth chart because this episode is going to basically be that and talking about the astro forecast so what has been happening and uh, up until the new moon so let's get into talking about how to read a birth chart I'm going to be telling you how to read the big three and the big three are your sun, your moon, and your rising sign. I started to learn how to read a birth chart when I was 14 actually. It's when I got my first computer and uh, my mom got internet. Um, Thank you mom for doing that. I started going you know on Google and looking up the regular zodiac signs especially mine um, learned a lot about Scorpios and then I decided to look up how to you know read a birth chart 
and I came across Cafe Astrology, which I it's still up there. It's actually one of the sites that I tend to refer people to if they don't know anything about a birth chart, um, also known as a natal chart. So if you hear anybody say natal chart, that's what they're referring to. Cafe Astrology was the website that I found first. I also use sites like astro.com. Um, and you can also find other sites too. If you literally just put in, in Google free birth chart, you can find different sites where you could look up your birth chart. Some of them will, um, show you the chart itself, which is a wheel. Just a little disclaimer. When I talk about astrology, I'm talking about Western astrology specifically. For those of you that don't know a lot about astrology, there are different types of astrology. Um, and even in Western astrology, there are different types of astrology even within that. We'll uh, probably talk about that in a future episode. But um, yeah, some of these sites will show you, you know, the wheel and on the side, it'll be like a table. You know, the table will show you all of your different planets and what signs they're in, um, your houses and all of that. Now, to know your ascendant, you do have to know your exact birth time. Um, if you don't know that, you know, you can ask your mom um, if you're able to or someone that um, was there when you were born. Or you can also try to narrow down the time. Like, for example, I don't know. Well, my partner doesn't know his exact birth time. Um, and I tried to ask his mom and she didn't remember exactly when he was born. So I was trying to narrow it down. Like, well, was he born in the morning, you know, with the sun already up doing my thing. Um, and you can kind of narrow down a time, but you do need the exact time so that you can kind of begin to see where all your houses are and stuff like that. But if you don't know your birth time, that's totally fine. You can still know your sun sign, which is your zodiac sign, and your moon sign. And you can also find out your other planets as well, um, as long as you know the day and where you were born. So what is your sun sign? Your sun sign is basically your zodiac sign. Some people say, like right now, Aquarius season, the sun is in Aquarius, and that's where it would be in the chart, in the wheel. Your sun, or the sun, basically represents your ego, your core, um, it represents your inner being. I'm trying to figure out a way that's not cliche to describe it. Think of the sun, literally. Without the sun, you know, we don't have warmth. Um, you know, we need the sun to survive. The sun brings forth light. That's basically how you can look at it in astrology. If you are an Aquarius sun, for example, you know, at your core, you are like an Aquarius. You can have other, obviously, other zodiac signs. Um, excuse me. You can have other planets and other zodiac signs. But, um, you know, a part of you that shines through is being an Aquarius or whatever other sign it might be in Pisces, Capricorn, Leo, etc. The moon on the other hand, is the side of yourself that you don't always show people. It is your emotions. Some people have the sun and the moon in the same sign. So the way that they are emotionally is the way that they present themselves as well. Um, some people have it totally opposite. Either one of these scenarios is fine. Everyone's astrological makeup is different. 
But your moon is your emotions. Now your ascendant. Your ascendant is how you present yourself. You're not always aware of this though. It's the impression that you give. Basically when you walk into a room, what people think of you. So I'll uh, use myself as an example. I am a Scorpio sun and a Scorpio rising. That's another way to say ascendant, Scorpio ascendant. Um, So when I walk into a room or when people meet me, oftentimes, and I've gotten this before, um, they tend to find me intimidating. And that's a thing with Scorpio risings. People tend to find them very intimidating. Um, Sometimes a little spooky or a little scary. So this is, these are your big three. Your big three is pretty important to know because, uh, you know, they lay the foundation for the rest of your chart. Of course, you have other planets as well that um, I'll be talking about in future episodes, you know, Mercury, Venus, Mars, Jupiter, etc., etc., etc. And then you also have your houses as well. So if you can know your big three, that's pretty big when it comes to reading your chart or even reading somebody else's chart. Um, you can learn a lot about a person just from these three things. And if you don't know their ascendant, you can still learn a lot about them from their sun and their moon. Welcome to the astro forecast portion of the podcast. So this will be the second and final portion for this episode. I won't be doing a reading, um, just conserving energy. I don't know if you guys can hear it, um, but I'm still a bit congested, still a bit sick. Um, In recovery mode though, so that's awesome. That's great. But we've had a lot of activity in the sky obviously one of the big things is moving from capricorn season into aquarius season now i've been talking about this in my posts on instagram basically the fact that um what do we first have uh i believe it was venus venus moving into pisces first and then we had Mercury moving into Aquarius and then the sun moving into Aquarius and then finally um, the new moon that just happened in Aquarius. So let me let me start with Venus. Venus moving into Pisces Um, because that really in my opinion um, is very progressive type of mindset Um, and what I mean by that is the fact that Pisces comes right after Aquarius. I feel that that is a sort of preview into Pisces season before we even get into Pisces season. So Venus and Pisces is a very romantic energy. I briefly touched upon this in the previous episode, but I did say that I wanted to kind of be in the feeling of Venus and Pisces um, before I talked about it. So it's a very creative, romantic um i don't want to say chill although it it is chill um it's just a very nice energy to be in hopefully those of you who are listening 
you know had some nice dates if you are coupled up or if you are um dating and if not it's totally fine too hopefully you guys took an opportunity to be creative or to even daydream venus and pisces is a great time to just daydream and to have your head in the clouds um so hopefully you guys take advantage of that we are still in venus and pisces um so if you haven't taken advantage of it it's totally fine you still have an opportunity to do so um you know light candles and stuff um i actually as a buruha that's one of the things i tend to do is i am all about candles candle magic is my thing um i just you know get candles that correspond to a certain color or you know even tea candles and you know pray over them and have an intention and light them that's what i do um so yeah you can totally do that for venus and pisces um after that was mercury going into aquarius so mercury is the planet of communication it's the planet of ideas um i was actually watching a youtube video the other day where i was reminded that mercury is also the planet of business um you know of merchandise and and sales so mercury moved into aquarius which is the sign of innovation and aquarius is also the sign of chaos i'm not trying to say that aquarius is or aquarians um are chaotic but they are ruled by at least modern day they're ruled by the planet uranus which is the planet of chaos and uranus just went direct not that long ago so um we go from this mindset of hard work and discipline and structure because that's what capricorn is all about structure it's ruled by saturn and we go into this sort of free um progressive because aquarius is a very progressive sign it's about humanity it comes right after capricorn so capricorn is all about hard work creating an empire but for what purpose that is answered by aquarius so the purpose of helping your fellow man now fun fact aquarius used to be ruled by saturn so saturn used to rule both capricorn and aquarius i don't know how capricorns and aquarians are going to feel when i say this but these two signs have similarities as a result of that it's just that the fact that capricorn is an earth sign and aquarius is an air sign the way that they express aspects of saturn are very different um and then considering that we have now attributed the planet uranus to aquarius it adds that chaotic factor to it but they're actually pretty similar aquarians are a fixed sign and when I say fixed sign, I'm talking about the modality. In astrology, you have with the signs, they're in different elements. So there are four different elements. There's earth, air, water, and fire. Each of those elements are expressed differently, but you also have modalities, um, which is another way that the signs express themselves. And there are three modalities. There's cardinal, there's fixed, and there's mutable. 
and I'm realizing that even though I'm doing an astral forecast right now, I'm also teaching you some astrology 101. So with the modalities, cardinal signs are Aries, Libra, Cancer, and Capricorn. The cardinal signs are the initiators. They start stuff. If you actually observe all the signs that I just mentioned are the signs that begin the seasons. So Aries begins spring, Cancer is summer, Libra is fall, and Capricorn is winter. Then you have the fixed signs, which are Taurus and Scorpio and Leo and Aquarius. We are in Aquarius season right now, so we're in um, the fixed uh, element or the fixed modality excuse me and the fixed signs so if the cardinal signs are the ones that start stuff and that initiate things the fixed signs are the ones that sustain it so if you think about Taurus in the springtime it's when the flowers are growing you know between April and May flowers are growing um Leo you know the sun is shining or in summertime uh, Scorpio that's when falls happening depending on where you're at like in New York City fall starts to turn sort of into winter time um, so you start to kind of see the leaves fall and then you know the landscape become barren and then um, Aquarius you know full-on winter season um, at least here in the north and then after that you have the mutable signs and the mutable signs are Gemini and Sagittarius and Virgo and Pisces and so the mutable signs after the fixed signs have sustained the energy the mutable signs start to shift and make way for new energy um, mutable signs are very good at adapting to their environment so those are the modalities um, and I was mentioning that because Capricorn and Aquarius I was saying they're similar because they both share well in ancient times, Saturn used to rule Aquarius, no longer. Um, but the way in which they express the energy of Saturn is very different. It's not that Aquarians are not disciplined, because they can be. My partner's in Aquarius, and he can, when he wants to, he can be very disciplined. But he's got this sort of free spirit about him. He's got this sort of, he's got to do things his own way, at his own pace. You know, he has his own internal rhythm that he goes by and, you know, I just let him do what he does. Capricorns are very much about structure and um, it's appropriate to talk about that now because we're still technically, we still have planets in Capricorn um, that are heavy hitters. Um, so we're still feeling that. But we're moving into the progressiveness of Aquarius. We're beginning to, with Mercury in Aquarius, we're beginning to think about how to implement our ideas with other people, with our social network, with our tribe, with um, humanity as a whole, learning how to connect with each other more, um, sharing our ideas as a result of that. Some of us actually may even have businesses that have to do with reaching the masses this is a perfect example um it's not a business yet but it's a podcast and so i am talking about certain things and ideas with um you know masses of people well hopefully masses of people um is the idea so far right now we're almost at 100 plays so thank you to everyone that's been listening 
everyone that's been subscribing, everyone that's been sharing. You guys are awesome. Um, I'll probably do like a little celebration post at 100 listens because that is amazing. Um, I, I didn't even expect that yet within the first month, but it's awesome. So we're moving into a progressive, um, what else is Aquarius rule? Aquarius also rules a long-term, long-term goals. That's Aquarius as well. So Mercury in there, we're thinking about taking whatever ideas we have and implementing them for the long-term, really making them stick and making them last. Now, with the sun going into Aquarius, it went into Aquarius on the 20th, the sun illuminates these things. So our thinking gets an added boost from the sun. So with the sun and the new moon in Aquarius and with Mercury, we are just in an Aquarius mindset, Aquarius behavior, Aquarius traits, uh, which I've mentioned what they were. Now with this new moon, there's still time to set intentions. Um, I am a bruja that believes that energy is neither created nor destroyed. So if you didn't set your intentions the day of the new moon, the energy is still there to do it. Now what I want to explain about the new moon is this. And I kind of briefly, I touched upon it in my Instagram post. But the point of a new moon is to set intentions. You set the seeds or you plant the seeds, however you want to look at it, for what it is that you want to manifest or the things you want to manifest. It could be anything that you want to manifest. However, the new moon being in a certain sign, that sign just helps you focus on what it is that you want to manifest. So Aquarius is an air sign meaning it's about ideas it's about communication uh talking 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 so you want to focus on those things or on the themes of aquarius but you don't have to you know if you're feeling inclined to you know set intentions on something that has nothing to do with that that is totally totally fine the idea of being a bruja is you go by your intuition. You go by what feels right to you. Um, and when I talk about being a modern day bruja, it's about what suits you. So long as you know you're being respectful, you're not harming people, um, you know, you're taking care of yourself, do what is in alignment with you. Now, when you set intentions during the new moon, the idea is that six months later, which is when the full moon happens in the same sign, your manifestations will flourish. Or at the very least within those six months, you'll be doing the work or seeing the results of your manifestations coming to life. Sometimes it takes a little bit longer depending on what it is that you're trying to manifest, but the idea is that it's cyclical. So, you know, from the new moon, up until the next full moon, you can definitely see the, the progress of your work, but you'll really see it six months down the line. And especially considering that, you know, we just came from an eclipse and we have all these other aspects in the sky, um, 
the manifestation particularly from this new moon will be a lot stronger so that's the idea so new moon in aquarius what does that mean as i mentioned aquarius is an air sign it's a fixed sign um so it's a really good time right now to do some soul searching um to look at how you connect with others especially social media social media is a big one i i mentioned that during the first reading that i did for the podcast um about authenticity and i'm still going to say the same thing too because aquarius does not deal with um inauthentic people aquarius is one thing that i really appreciate about aquarius people is they just they really don't give a damn about being liked they don't care about the status quo they are the rule breakers um they don't care about any of that stuff and so that's very refreshing i appreciate that so for this new moon you can definitely look at um things like social media you know if there's anything that you want to manifest in that whether it's that you want to do a detox or rebranding or looking at your image um it's a good time to do that you know you don't have to do anything crazy like i said i tend to just a lot of my new moon manifestations just tend to be me praying over a candle i do a lot of writing but i just tend to put a candle and meditate on that i tend to usually like gaze into the flame and that's how i meditate um but you can do other things too get out in nature talk to a friend um there are different ways that you can manifest and uh set intentions um other things that you can do as well that are in line with aquarius themes um volunteering volunteering is a very big one helping out your community you know if there's a garden that needs to be planted or something or you know volunteering at your local library um you know helping kids read or something that's an aquarian thing to do um even reaching out to a friend you know if there's been a friend that you know has been a bit mia or silent you know you can definitely reach out to them let them know that you love them and that you care about them um that's a way to set intentions um you're not exactly doing it for yourself per se but it's a selfless thing to do which is in line with um aquarius season so there are those things that you can do but overall you know taking time to yourself self-care making sure you get self-care um you know there's nothing else that you do make sure that you do that you know you drink your water um you don't have time to yourself one thing i often like to do i do this during the full moon but i also do this during the new moon too i take stock i'm always taking stock always um just because the way that my depression hits me is it tends to lie to me and tell me that i'm a loser or that i'm not like doing things so i tend to take stock um it's very important that i do that what i actually did for this new moon i rested i'm still in rest mode um but i rested and i rested i allowed myself to feel emotions just because you know i was having my episode and um just really going through it and um also being thankful just because i um will be shooting a web series pretty soon 
and I haven't really done a lot of acting lately so I was you know giving my thanks to spirit and the universe for allowing this opportunity um, to happen so I was doing all of those things so those are things you could do as well um, you know to set your intentions and to, to do your little new moon ritual now the next episode will be on February 2nd I wanted to do it on the first but that's when I'm gonna be shooting um, the web series so and when that comes out I'll definitely be sure to um, let you guys know where to watch that but it's gonna be coming out on the second um, the next episode and in that one I'll be brief that will just be an overview of February's astro forecast we actually do have a retrograde coming up mercury retrograde is coming up in February which is going to be very interesting um, if I was reading correctly mercury will be in Pisces but in the retrograde it's gonna dip a little bit into Aquarius and then go back into Pisces so that'll be very interesting to see what the collective will be like how we'll be thinking how we'll be communicating so that'll be interesting and then of course you know the following episodes will be on the full moon and the new moon um and crossing my fingers because it's still winter here and winter season tends to trigger my asthma yeah dry air tends to trigger it um along with cats which really sucks because I love cats. I can be around cats. I just can't be around them for a certain amount of time. Um, so thank you for listening. I know this is a shorter episode and I wasn't able to do the reading. I don't know how many of you guys like the reading. I haven't gotten a lot of feedback about that. But definitely feel free to let me know in the comments what you think about the reading so far and if they've resonated with you. Um, because I do this podcast in part for you guys. So... Thank you for listening and I'll catch you next time on the Buruha podcast.